whole desert power. Whole it's Dune, the Atreides versus the Hakarats, Horax. I can't remember the exact name. Every name in this movie is unbelievably complicated, except for the worm. They just call it the worm and Jessica. Paul, I guess, too, is a pretty normal name. But everything else sounds overly complicated, like a part to a nuclear bomb. This is the Dune Movie Review. Welcome back to the Second String Podcast. I am your gracious host, Nick Bradley. I don't know how long this one's going to go today. I know usually when I do the movies, I dive in. Usually, I can't stop talking about them. Usually, it's a slobber fest on my behalf. Today, a little different. I know I've said in the past, when I do movies, it is because I can't stop thinking about them because I love them that much. (laughs) The movie, whatever movie I may be talking about that day, that movie, I went to bed that night with the thought, how do I get into the movie making business? (laughs) 99% of the time I come on here and talk movies, it's because I'm sitting there like, okay, what about this for a character? Like, He works at a donut shop, but he's a government plant for making his town healthy. What, how's that for a movie concept? Like that's usually that's where I'm at. Not quite the case today. Today I'm, I'm in a good mood. I'm fine. I watched Dune. I enjoyed it. Not quite. Didn't quite push me to the point though of, oh shit. Like what was Martin Scorsese doing when he was 24? What is Denis Villeneuve? (laughs) Can't be, can't be how you're supposed to say it. What's Charlie Villanueva? What was he doing when he was 24? Not quite the case today. I want to talk about Dune because it's a movie I've been excited for for so long. Plus, a lot of these movies, I want to see The Last Duel. Um, The French Dispatch came out today. I'm going to see that hopefully next week. A lot of shit going on with this football game. My My weekend's really tied up, so I'm hoping next week I'll see Dispatch. But a lot of great movies coming out, a lot of movies I want to see and are hyped up created by people who I love their previous work. So what's not to love. And especially coming off COVID where going to theaters wasn't a thing. I've been excited for Dune since the moment I saw the trailer for a few reasons. Um, Obviously they're based on books and massively successful books. The first thing that caught my eye about Dune or the reason when I first saw they made the movie, I was like, "Uh Oh, that's going to be a must. Obviously, the the loaded cast, Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, um, Oscar Isaac, I'm like choking, Dave Bautista, all kinds of people in this, Brolin, everybody, of course. Sure, the big budget, like the sci-fi space travel, explosion, spacecraft, cool noises, cool shit to look at, 100%. Denis Villeneuve, great director, Prisoners, Arrival, two unreal movies that I fucking love, of course. But more than anything, based on some books, and I'm not a huge reader, probably should be. I feel like every time I log on to fucking TikTok, the first thing it says is every successful person reads like the top five tips, a millionaire's top five tips, read more books. I don't read much. That said, I don't read much. I should, but I don't. Um, I know I've been aware of the Dune books like I don't know, since I was in middle school, for sure, high school, I've met multiple people throughout my life where I know multiple people that have read or were reading the books at the time. Like to put it in perspective, 
think about the phenomenon that Thrones was. And granted, I started watching Thrones my freshman year of college, so like 2015, 2016. Um, and it was already on, I want to say, season four or five. But I'd never heard of the books. I'd never seen anybody with a song of ice and fire. I'd never seen anything. I've never heard. I'd never heard of Game of Thrones until I got to college. And all of a sudden, you're eating fucking mashed potatoes and pizza for the 10th day in a row. And you hear someone talking about Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. I'm like, what? Game of Thrones? That sounds a game about thrones. That sounds fucking interesting. People playing for a throne. I, that, that seems ominous. If a throne's involved, I know power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolute. There's a throne and it's a game. That's right up my alley. Politics, backstabbing, scheming. Yeah. Yeah, sign me up. I wish I could have been in the, the focus groups for that. Yes, dude. Game of Thrones? Fuck yeah, I'm in. How about Game of Starships? They call this Hobby of Starships? Dude, I'm in. I'm in. If that's what doing Hobby of Starships? Okay. Say less, dude. Make 50 seasons about it. Anyways, massive phenomenon. One of the biggest phenomenons as far as TV goes, like global TV in my life, probably ever. Never had heard of the books going before I watched. Never. Never seen anyone with a book. Didn't even know they were books. I get to season, it's like season six. Someone tells me they're books. I'm like, books? Or, or the whole, oh, George R. R. Martin hasn't finished. I'm like, who the fuck is George R. R. Martin? What's in, what's he got to do with anything? <laughs> had no clue they were books. I say all that to say Dune. I've, I know multiple people that have read Dune. I've come across Dune multiple times in my life. I remember the first time it was my friend's brother was reading it. I'm like, Oh, Dune, that's kind of, it's got a cool cover. Dune, that's kind of a cool name. Like, all right, sweet. You like the book? Nice. Never thought of it. Went to college, met a couple more people reading Dune. All of a sudden I'm Dune. What is this Dune? It's the only, like outside of the Hunger Games, it's the only fiction novel that I've met multiple people that have read. I'm Dune. And it's not like Hunger Games was sick when you were in high school. Hunger Games was bad fucking ass, dude, when we were 16. It was sick. Dune, it's like I'm hanging out with 21 year olds reading Dune. Dude, they're not reading, reading fucking Hunger Games anymore. That shit was sweet when we were getting our driver's license. Nobody in college, nobody's hitting kegs on the weekend and Hunger Games during the week. Kegs on the weekend, Dune during the week. So I'm sitting there now. Damn, there's 20 like kid, like we're grown up kind of now. Guys still reading Dune? I this must be fucking something. And then they announce they're making the movie. They said, We're gonna get every famous person you've ever heard of, and we're gonna put them on I don't know where they are, in the fucking Sahara Desert, and we're gonna make a movie about it. Yeah, dude. I'm in. Yeah, space travel. Hans Zimmer, Pfft. next question, $160 million budget or whatever it was. Yeah, like I'm not going to see that movie. Are you fucking nuts? Like I'm not, I went and saw Old by Shyamalan. Like I'm not going to see that movie. I had some hope or I had some hype. And I, I don't want this to be like I disliked it. I enjoyed it. It was fine. It It wasn't quite what I had hoped it would be. So from my perspective, I knew of the books. I was familiar. I knew Dune was like a big deal. I knew the books, big deal. I knew there would be a big fan base. I discovered the Duneverse, like that people have kind of taken it and run with it, created stories before and after the time frame. Like I knew we had a Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Game of Thrones type situation on our hands. I, I knew that. And I've known that. 
I was aware. I don't know if it's my mistake knowing that, that I, that's kind of where I categorize it. I'm like, dude, this is about to be like, you tell me we've got like a star Wars level, Lord of the Rings level story that people across the world love characters. People love plot lines. People love just the theme, the fact that, Oh, the deserts and the names of the planets and the conflict people love. And then, and then the first time it was described to me as Game of Thrones in space. I'm picturing this movie. When I see that, when I hear that, when I hear Game of Thrones in space, I partner that with the fact that kids in their 20s are reading it and like are obsessed with it. I partner that with the most loaded cast you could imagine. I partner that with the, one of the best directors out, maybe the best musician or composer, whatever, Hans Zimmer. I don't know what his title is. Him. You throw him in the mix, you throw a massive budget in the mix, you throw the fact that it's two and a half hours in the mix, so they're going to have plenty of time to do. I'm going into this movie thinking this is about to be one of the best movies I've ever seen. I'm going in thinking, you know, how, you know that moment if you watch Thrones, you know that moment when you got addicted, you know that moment, I remember the episode, I remember the episode when they killed Sansa's, was it Sansa's? Or- yeah, it was Sansa's uh, dire wolf. And it was like, holy shit, this Joffrey guy, when he sells her out, I was like, this guy is the fucking worst. I need to see this guy die. There was, I was expecting to have that with Dune, where I walk out of the movie like, so I'm going to spend tomorrow doing nothing except reading about Dune. <laughs> I know State plays Michigan this weekend, but I'm going to go see Dune the matinee again, and I'll probably see the evening showing as well. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting. Game of Thrones, but in space, and it's a movie with a huge budget with people that I love all their previous work. I expected this shit to be a 99 out of 100 minimum. So maybe that's on me for the lofty expectation. Maybe that's on... Because I didn't read the books. I've never read the books. I didn't know anything about Dune before today. Maybe that's on... I guess the pitch or the description of Dune as Thrones in Space, maybe that's on the fact that they made it into a movie rather than doing it like a television show. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It feels like it has so much potential. It feels like going in and watching it, watching the effects, like learning of the conflict between planets and they will all want spice. And the Emperor is essentially pinning the Hurricanes and the... Uh, what is it? Well, I can't remember anybody's name. The Atreides, the Atreides and the Harkisons against each other. I'm like, okay, sweet. Like we got fucking conflict. This emperor's a cocksucker stewing shit up. This Baron is a greedy bastard. Oscar Isaac, Atreides, the Duke, he's a great guy. Like he's trying to befriend the Fremen. That's fucking awesome. I like that strategy. The Hurricanes or Harat, whatever, Batista's people, the Baron's people, they just oppress the Fremen. Oscar Isaac's whole plan is we're going to befriend them and then we're going to take out the empire. I'm in with that, dude. That's a sick idea. We're already in the first like 30, 40 minutes of the movie. I'm sitting there buzzing, dude. I'm buzzing sitting there. Okay. So the, the, the stage is set. Now we get into the backstabbing. Now show me some politics. Let's see some woodworking, some, some, what is it? When you spin a, a spin a yarn, spin a tail. Let's see some of that shit. Let's see some back alley dealings. Like, I'm ready to get down to the knit and gritty. I'm ready to see some fucking politics unfold. 
And it just never really happened. It felt like I was right there. I was right at the edge, like at the edge of the cliff, like take me, dude, take me. You've set the stage. I'm in on this conflict. I'm riding with the Detreides and the Fremen. Fuck the emperor. Fuck the Baron. Let's go. These effects are sick. The spaceships sound cool. The noises are sweet. The costumes that the Fremen wear are badass, dude. Timothy Chalamet's hair is unfucking real. Are you kidding me? Could I get a, an ounce of those curls, Chalamet? I'm ready to be. I'm ready. I'm ready to walk out of the theater going, I've never been more obsessed with something in my life. I'm ready to get to that point. And it just never came for me. And it just never came. No pun intended. But it really didn't. And it, it was a bummer. Like, I, it still was enjoyable. Like I said, so much of it, the cinematography, I thought all the acting was great. I thought everybody was awesome. Um, the cinematography, the production, the noises, just like everything about it being a theater movie was awesome. And I'm so happy I th- saw it in a theater's. But I wanted it to be a movie. I knew it was going to be a movie with loud noises and vibrations and cool scenery. I knew it was going to be a theater movie, but I wanted it and I dreamed of it being that theater movie while also being you could watch it with subtitles movie. You know what I'm saying? Like Game of Thrones, it's sick. The Battle of the Bastards is sick. When Cersei blows up the Great Sept, it's badass. Like there's cool shit, the dragons, there's cool shit that goes down in thrones with CGI and sounds and effects and the production, but the meat, the heart and soul of thrones, the reason I love thrones, all that shit's cool. It's because of the backdoor dealings. It's because of the plot lines that are constantly weaving in and out. It's because of characters playing two, three, four different sides at a time. That's what makes thrones thrones. I could, I could, you could turn it on mute and put on subtitles. I don't need to hear the battle sequences. I don't need to see or hear the dragons. If I can just hear the dialogue and follow the story, you have me. Dune, I was expecting the effects and the cinematography. I mean, you're in fucking space. That's doesn't get much better if you're going to make a high-budget production movie. I knew that would be there, but I was hoping, and the reason I thought it would be something where I walk out like, holy shit, I wish the second one came out tomorrow is because I thought it was going to be that production movie, which it held up. But I thought it was also going to be something where I forget the production's happening. I forget that Hans Zimmer score is so epic. I'm vibrating. I forget that the spice just rolling across. I can't remember the name of the planet. The Dune planet looks sick. Like I forget about all the things that make it great and seeing it in theaters And I'm just taken away by the story and the plot lines and following and the backstabbings and the comings and the goings and the writing. That's what I had hoped. I was ready to be taken. I was ready to be swept off my feet like a bride at the altar. And it just never came. And it just never fucking came. No pun intended. Take a quick break. Um, and we'll get into it more. I want to talk about st- what I did like, cause I did like it. I enjoyed it. I was happy. I watched it. Heavy star Wars vibes where I've never been a huge, huge star Wars nerd where I'm like reading into everything, but I like watching the star Wars when they make new ones. I go see them. They're fun. They're great theater movies. Exactly. Like Dune. cool spaceships, cool colors. The lighting was sick. Shout out to Dune as well. I thought the lighting, like the darks 
and then the Fremen have the blue eyes. Chalamet, the one scene where he's looking up and his face is sandy. There were some cool lighting and effects and colors they used. Um, I thought it was a beautiful movie. Again, just the story. But I, I equated it very much to Star Wars. We're like, fun to watch, cool shit happened. But I leave, I like I never thought about The Last Jedi. Like I watched that movie and was like, all right. All right, that was fun. Whatever. And I'm that's it. Like that's kind of how I was with Dune, but I wanted it to be something that kept me awake tonight. And I don't, it just isn't. Um, but yes, let me take a break. And then when I come back, we'll talk about what I like. The acting, Chalamet, dude. Chalamet's a baller. I want to talk about him for a few minutes. Um, I want to talk about the cinematography. I want to talk about like fiction, like my love for fiction, like the universe. That's one of the things I love about Thrones. Obviously, it's cool, like medieval, olden era, the feudal era. (laughs) And then, of course, Dune is way in the future, but it's still feudal. But I love the fiction aspect, like the Bessa Jesuits, what Tim Chalamet has, where he can use the quote-unquote voice, like the worm. They have these sweet-ass outfits, the skim or the sift suits or whatever they're called that allow them to live when they're walking across the sand the fremen build their colonies underground like i love all that fiction shit i love i love the magic the spells the superpowers i love all that shit so i want to get into it i want to do a lot on chalamet or maybe not a lot but i want to do some on chalamet i want to do some more on on how i think maybe they could have made it more interesting as far as the plotting and the scheming um, and then, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the fiction, a little bit more about the cinematography. Quick break. Be right back. Hey, move over Tom Cruise. Cause TC stands for Tim, Timmy, Tam Chalamet. Now, baby, that dude's certified. No, I'm saying I'd only seen up until Dune, I'd only seen Chalamet and the King, but this guy, you would have thought he was Brad Pitt. You thought he'd logged his catalog. What, I don't know how old he is, 21, 22. He looks fucking young. He looks younger than me, which is, I don't know, good for him, depressing for me. <laughs> but I'd, I'd only seen him in The King, which kind of a similar style movie, similar style where it's slow progressing. It is more of an epic. It is more about, I don't know, soaking in the cinematography and a little bit of politics. Very similar to Dune. The type of movie I'd recommend the King. I enjoyed the King. Very similar type of movie and his character, very similar type of character he plays in the King. I know he's been in some other bigger movies, some movies that people like and have gotten good reviews. I just haven't come across him. I haven't seen him. I don't know why. I like Chalamet. I liked him in the King. I really liked him in Dune. I thought he was awesome. He's in uh, the French Dispatch, which I'm going to see next week with the West. Probably we'll do a podcast on that too. <laughs> I love West, dude. I gotta rewatch Grand Budapest. I've uh, I've been told the French Dispatch is just Grand Budapest Hotel, a montage or or a movie that's just the concierge secret society, which sounds fucking awesome. I loved Grand Budapest, so I'm gonna see him in that next week. But I loved them in Dune. I thought it was really good. I thought so. Again, I'd never read the book, so I didn't know like didn't know Paul's deal. I don't know what Paul's supposed to be like. I don't know how Paul's written as a character. I didn't know shit about Paul. I didn't know. I I didn't even know that he is the quote unquote Messiah or is supposed to be. I didn't know shit about Paul. All I knew is he's on the water planet and he's Oscar Isaac's son going in. Only thing I knew. 
Um, and even until they start to describe the Messiah throughout the movie, I was like, so Paul's just kind of a pussy that has this voice in his head. That's what I thought. Sue me. I thought he was awesome though. I thought he was great at being kind of like a subtle power. Like he feels, even though he's, he's soft-spoken, even though he's pretty reluctant, like at the, he has that moment with his dad when they're about to go to the sand planet. And he's like, Oh, what if I don't want it? What if it's not for me? Like he's good at kind of not wanting to be a leader. And then like his dad says, great leaders don't seek power. They are called to it or whatever, something like that. He's great at being reluctant. He's great at being subdued, but also feeling powerful and then showing the moments of like, Oh shit. Oh shit. He might be a nice guy and he might not be able to do pull-ups, but this guy will fuck you up. Like he was great at balancing that because, and it makes sense. Obviously, great casting job by whoever the casting director is, but it makes sense. You go throughout the movie and you see more and more of Chalamet's character, Paul, and he is pretty, like, he's inviting the people. He trusts people. The scene where Javier Bardem comes in, Chalamet's, like, ready to talk to him and hang out while all the other people are holding knives to his neck and shit like that. You can tell, like, even though he could be perceived as weak and the best fucking part at the end Bardem, when he's talking to the other Fremen about Chalamet and his mom, he says Chalamet isn't a weakling. He could tell it that those few words they exchanged. But Chalamet was great at that, like kind of being a pussy a little bit. Obviously, he's not jacked and huge. So like he's kind of a slender dude, smaller guy. So when you look at him, you're like, right. But great at being subtle, great at kind of being reluctant to power, great at being a guy who doesn't talk a lot, but I felt like when Chalamet or Paul, I keep calling him Chalamet, when Paul did talk, it was meaningful. When he did talk, it was smart. When he did talk, he knew what he was saying and had a purpose. I thought that was great. Like I thought Chalamet, he was my favorite part. He was my favorite part. And that could be too from the King based on the fact I'd only seen him in the one. I came into this movie with my highest expectation and my biggest intrigue being him i wanted to see like all right big fucking movie huge movie huge role like dude so many people love dune this is like not quite to the level but uh i guess a b tier like you're an avenger now kid one of those type deals like one of those type franchises a career definer it's like let's see what he's got thought he was great i thought he was great i thought he acted well perfect casting this guy's hair this guy's fucking hair is unbelievable, man. Unreal. He, The curls he's got, this guy's got waves for days. Listen, I know Chalamet's been like the big new thing. He's Hollywood's new crown jewel. No fucking wonder, dude. That guy's hair rules. That, if I got a girlfriend, if I get a wife, you want to use your free pass on Chalamet? Dude, fine. Get Just get a signature with it. Like, fine, bro. I wouldn't turn down that hair either. Wavy as all hell. Unreal had a hair on that guy. And I kept, it was funny early in the movie. I was like, damn, this guy's got great hair. <laughs> and then throughout the movie, throughout the movie, I just kept noticing how many close-ups they gave him. Cause then I would think, yeah, I guess this kind of makes sense. Like, you hear and you read like, oh, Chalamet's in this. He's being looked at for this. He's going to do this. He's Hollywood's new fucking Brad Pitt. And I'm kind of sitting there like, I don't, is he really? 
Like I've only seen him in the King, which he was good in, but it's not like a crazy role. It's again, a pretty subdued role, pretty similar to Paul. Like, is he that great? Like, I don't know. He's kind of a, he's kind of like the skinny, not your typical Brad Pitt fucking jacked guy, right? He's not your typical looking movie star. And then they kept giving him close-ups, and I was like, damn, yeah, for sure. For sure. Disney knows better than I do. Warner Brothers knows better than I do, for sure. Yeah, he's a movie star. He's going to be in a, a fucking billion films. Every girl on earth is going to have his poster in their room, for sure. Absolutely. I saw the hair and then I saw the 15th close up and I was like, yeah, dude, the jawline, the hair, the the soft spoken nature. I feel like he's got a little bit of that like emo boy vibe to him. I don't know. Chalamet personally would love to hang out, Tim. Huge fan of your work if you're listening. But yeah, it fucking checks out. It checks out. I mean, I kept we're half an hour in. I'm like, this is this guy's fifth fucking close shot. All you see on the camera is Chalamet's face, and he's like at a whisper. It's like, yeah, dude, no wonder. I mean, this guy's going to the fucking moon. This guy's going to the moon. Shout out Chalamet. Great acting job. Great hair, dude. Great shampoo or conditioner, whatever your routine is. Good shit. Keep it up, brother. Keep it up. Um, another thing, Hans Zimmer I loved. Hans Zimmer I loved. I Every time I talk about a movie, music gets brought up. Otherwise, I probably don't love that movie. <laughs> I think I mentioned this or maybe did a bit on it not too long ago talking about like ironically, I mean, not even ironically, but how it's not even a joke. Any movie I come on here and talk about any movie that I'm like, damn bro. I fucking love that movie. Some element of that. So whether it's 1% of why I love it, whether it's 5%, 10%, 50%, some element of that movie has to do with the music that's played, whether it's a soundtrack, a score, some element of every movie I love music's involved. Thought Hans did a great job and it was, it's the perfect project for him. It's the perfect Hans Zimmer project. Hey Hans, we're making the most epic fucking movie in space ever. Everybody on screen is going to be famous. We're going to spend a shit ton of money. Like, do you just want to make some cool noises? Some cool, like, like just pretty much do that with violins and cellos and you'll be good to go. Thought Hans was great. I thought Hans was great. No inception. It was no inception, but it was good. It matched. I don't, I really don't know how to describe it. Like it was kind of desert themed. It felt like as desert themed as epic orchestra music could possibly get. They were doing a little bit of the middle Eastern, like ah, when the sun's rising and shit, that's probably that's probably why I'm sitting there like, yeah, this does sound like the desert. <laughs> I've just never, I've just never been to the desert, <laughs> but they throw in a couple uh, and I'm like, yep, that's the desert. All right. That's exactly what that sounds like. <laughs> why didn't they make it sound like Scottsdale, Arizona? Just some Luke Bryan fucking playing. <laughs> um, but I love Tons. Epic movies need epic music. That's I can't imagine watching any of these like a Jurassic Park one of these and Avengers, any epic thrones, anything. I can't w- imagine watching one of those movies or, or TV shows and having these massive sequences just be silent. I actually don't even know what that would be like. I feel like I'd be sitting there like, damn, this is weird, dude. The battle of the bastards. There's just no, no music. I'm like, bro, what's up? What are we fucking doing here? So great job to Hans. Um, 
And then the fiction, like I said, I'm into that shit. I love like magic. They got superpowers. These people are the truth sayers. They know apparently everything. They're brand the broken, except they actually use their powers to manipulate the powers that be. Fucking good for that, dude. Good for, uh, they were like the best Jesuits. The, some of these names, some of these names, like fucking, we relax a little bit. Bezit Jesuits. I don't even know if that's the right word. I know it's something Jesuits. I think it's Bez. Like, can, really? We're just Bez a Jesuit? You can't just give them like Bezies or Jesuits. We can't sh- simplify it at all. Every name's got to be oh, just ridiculous. But respect to the Bez Jesuits. After being blue balled and just so frustrated by thrones. Hey, Bran, you're the most powerful creature that's ever existed. You can see the past, you can see the present, you can see the future. You are literally God. You are the all-knowing eye. Now that you have those powers, how about you just stay planted in that wheelchair and don't do fucking anything? After that infuriating, infuriating part of Thrones, it was good to see in Dune, they didn't make the same mistake. The people with otherworldly abilities the people with the power that could kill and disrupt and control the earth without breaking a sweat those people they did control the universe without a sweat they have that line when when jessica meets the leader of the bezzy jesuits i guess the grandmother whatever her fucking name was when jessica meets her the old lady talks about how the emperor just does their bidding <laughs> badass fucking badass yeah dude if you if you're a truth sayer, if you know everything, if you have a voice, if you straight up are a Jedi, essentially is what it is. If you can just mind control people, if you know everything about everybody, yeah, thank thank you. They they might be terrible people. They might be become villains in the second part. I don't know, but hey, thank you for doing something with those powers. I respect that. You're the most powerful being in the universe. Great, dude. Good. I'm glad you're using those powers. Bran was the most powerful unit being on earth and said, ah, I'll hang out in my chair, play a little more fucking shuffleboard. Thank you, Beza Jesuits. You, you have the ability to just stuff the emperor in your back pocket. And you did. Thank you for your service. Appreciate somebody living up to their expectations. I really do. But I like that aspect. I like the magical powers. I liked the fiction, like the the Fremen, how they, where they come out of the sand and just kill people, bad ass. They live in their civilizations under the water. The spaceships were sick. Like they have the shields. The Baron guy can like float and fly. Awesome, I'm into that shit. That's all directly up my alley. Um, and then Denny and the cinematography, beautiful. I mean, there's not much more else to say. If no other reason, if if you have no other reason to see this, just go see it because it's awesome seeing these projects in theaters. Like this isn't kind of what I said in the first half. This isn't necessarily a at-home movie, but it's something when you see it in theaters, like you are like, whoa, dude, whoa. It's an experience, so I highly recommend. The one thing, so I want to talk about this. This is the last thing we'll talk about before we go because I I feel like I've said everything. All the acting was great. All of it. Chalamet was my favorite. He was the guy. I feel like he's the big name. Like Brolin's done a bunch of stuff, right? Um, Rebecca Ferguson's done a bunch of Oscar Isaac Star Wars. 
I feel like Chalamet's the big name. He's the up and comer. He's in the new Willy Wonka. He's everybody's fucking love child. I wanted to talk about him, but the one last thing I do want to get into a bit addressing what I talked about, like the kind of the, the dichotomy of this movie being a theater and a production movie where there's cool noises and cool stuff to look at and spaceships and this and that. And then the, there's the plotting, there's the scheming, there's the intertwining storylines, the character development, the backstabbing, the writing. I wanted those to come together like a beautiful harmony and just fucking form the greatest shit we've ever seen. Didn't quite happen. Didn't quite happen. The production held its end. The plotting and the writing wasn't quite there. That's why I say it's more of a theater than an at home. But the reason for me, first thing, they should have made it longer. This should be this should be a 10 episode miniseries. Hour each episode. First five episodes are doing part one. Second half, doing part two. You get instead of two and a half hours for part one, you have five hours for part one. It made the most sense because we didn't get the backstabbing. We didn't get the politicking. I mean, we did, but we didn't get the parts of it that make it great. Like they know. So when that little uh, like robotic fly, the hunter seeker, I think they call it, when that goes to kill Paul and he stops it, they know they have a traitor. But we don't see any scheming. We don't see any plotting. Oh, hey, this is how we're going to find him. We don't see the traitor plotting. Like, oh, there's a traitor. And then the next scene, the Asian, the doctor is like, oh, yep, I'm the traitor. I betrayed you guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He kills Oscar Isaac. And it's like, oh, okay. So that's all right. There was a traitor. Oh, and then, oh, that's the traitor. Oh, all right. That's the traitor. Like there was no buildup. In those moments, in that aspect of the movie, there was never any mischief. Like, I never, as the viewer, got the chance to, like, all right, who, like, all right, it's not this guy, but it could be this guy. I went to see it with Lon, Shadow Lon, who read the first half of the book. And he said in the book, there's this huge plot scheme or plot line where they know there's a traitor and they think it's Jessica and there's a back and forth there where it's, like, let me get that. Let me get some of the Game of Thrones where it's, uh-oh, it looks like it's Jessica. She's meeting with these sketchy fucking Bezzy Jesuits or whatever they're called. Is she the traitor, right? Is she the traitor? This doctor's been a good guy anytime he's on screen. He's friends with Paul. It couldn't be him, right? Like, there was no deception. There were no twists. It was just, okay, there is a traitor. Next, t- next time you hear about the traitor, this is the traitor. Like, there was no development as far as the scheming and the plotting and the politics. And again, that's what, that's what fired me so much up, fired me up so much. My God fired me up so much is the idea that, all right, we're going to have this crazy production in space and it's going to be politics. That's why people love Thrones. That's why people love Thrones because you have the time for these characters to develop and change. You have the time for these plots to weave together. You have time for characters to make decisions and backstab and connive their way to power. You have time and you see the buildup and you see the decisions made and you see the deception and you as a viewer are like, Oh, this person's good. Trust this person. Don't trust that person. That's part of the beauty. And in Dune, it was kind of like, all right, here it is. And there it is. Now it's done. There it is. Now it's done. Like at the, even in the beginning when the Detreides or Atreides 
are summoned to go to the Dune planet, Oscar Isaac already knows. He's like, yeah, the Emperor is going to send us there because um, the Hurricanes are too wealthy. They have way too much spice. He knows we're wealthy or not wealthy, but he knows we are fierce. We, we have a solid empire. He's going to send us there. We're going to harvest the spice. The Hurricanes are going to get jealous. They're going to attack. He's essentially going to start a war. One of us will be wiped out. So before the Atreides even go to Dune, he's already got the whole thing cracked. He knows exactly why they're going there. Like I, I, which then makes me go, so why'd they go in the first place? But it's the emperor's order. But that's the thing. Like, let us solve that. Like, let's get there. Let's make that part of the story. Right? Like he already has the, the, the mystery solved. Oh, why are they sending us to Dune? Oh, because he wants to start a war. Bang. You know, a war's coming. You know, they're going to come attack you. They arrive on Dune and they fucking wipe them out anyway, outside of Paul and Jessica. Like, what's that about? That was the other thing my friend told me, Lon. That's the other thing he told me. He said in the book, there was way more plotting and scheming and preparation for the Hurricanes to get there. And in the movie, it's like, oh, they showed up. Oh, we got annihilated. Oh, we we knew it was coming. Our, our master, our leader, fucking before we even got here, said this is exactly what would happen. Oh, and it happened. Then we put up zero fight. Like, what was that about? What was that about? And then I guess the Baron getting almost killed with the biting of the tooth was kind of a plot twist, but he didn't die anyway. So was it a plot twist? I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like a lot of the storytelling left some to be desired. Obviously, the Chalamet Chalamet makes sense. He's reluctant. His father dies. Now he doesn't have a choice. Now he wants to avenge them. He's been having the visions on Dune. He has the opportunity to leave Dune, but he's been having the vision. So he wants to stay on Dune. He sees the girl. He met the girl. He, the voice, he's training with his mom. He defeats that guy in battle with the worm's tooth knife. Like uh, all this shit's happening. Like his story's coming along. But outside of him and the singular plot line of him becoming the Duke, him taking his dad's position and him being the Messiah, nothing really happened with any of the other characters. And that's what I was hoping for. That's the beauty of Thrones. In Thrones, there's 30 different people you care about what's happening to them. You care about their choices and their plot lines. In Dune, it was like, all right, what happens to the Chalamet? All these other people are kind of just whatever. I don't know. That was my takeaway. That was the one thing. It felt like it just, it felt like something that Yes, the production's awesome and all that, but it felt like something. It felt like a project. And if I read the book, I'm sure it would reassure me or reaffirm. It felt like something that's made great because of the writing and the storytelling. And it felt like subjecting a however many page book to a two and a half hour movie where a lot of the movie and a lot of the budget's going to go into explosions and spaceships and cool stuff to look at. It felt like they just couldn't or didn't do the part that makes Dune Dune. They didn't fulfill or they didn't bring to the screen the part of the book that everybody loves. They didn't develop multiple plot lines, right? Characters didn't really change. They didn't include the politicking and the backstabbing and the twists and the turns. They kind of laid it out. Hey, we're going to go here. There's going to be a war. Oh, there's a traitor. Oh, he's the traitor. You got to survive. You're the Messiah. But okay. I don't know. 
that's just how I felt. Overall, good movie. Overall, enjoyed it. Very fun to see in theaters. I'd still recommend. And again, I did go into it like, wait a sec, the Game of Thrones of Space with Chalamet? Oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm not going to stop talking about this for a month. So I went in with the highest of expectations. Um, still enjoyed it. Just, uh, I don't know. I feel like the storytelling or they could have focused on it more. They could have done it better. They could have made it more thronesy, more political. That's just how I feel. Anyways, hope everybody has a great weekend. Hope you had a good week. If you saw Dune, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, leave some feedback. Let's talk about Dune, dude. I'm so down. In the meantime, have a phenomenal weekend. Go fucking green. Go green. Spartan dogs, tuck coming. Dune, Chalamet, great head of hair. Props to you, Tim. Hey, Tim Chalamet, officially certified. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.